it's Steve and Dave again. We are Two Guys in a River. I'm Steve Mathewson. And I'm Dave Getz. No doubt we all want to catch more fish. I want to, and Dave needs to. Ooh, that hurts. But we're all about fly fishing and our love for the outdoors. So let's get after it. There's an old saying that goes like this. Variety is the spice of life. That's true sometimes, but not always. And one of the times it's not true is when you find a fantastic stretch of river and decide to go back year after year, even day after day, instead of exploring something new. Last October, Dave and I made our annual trek to Yellowstone National Park for a few days of fishing. There's a stretch of the Yellowstone River that we absolutely love, and this is really the first time, though, that we fished it for three days straight. Uh, usually we, we hit it once, and man, that's great. Maybe we'll go back again, but uh, it's kind of unusual for us because we like variety. We do, and we're like most of you. We like to fish new water. The, problems with, the problem with new water, of course, is that it's new water, and often that first day you're, you're trying to figure out the runs, trying to read the river. Um, the funny thing is that we had fished another river in Yellowstone National Park the previous fall, and we fished that one for two days. We caught a lot of fish, yep. and we mm -hmm. and some of them were really big. The browns were big, but we were kind of ready to move on after two days there. And I think in part because, well, well, we'll get into that. But there was something so compelling about the stretch of river that we fished this last year that um, that we just kept going back. We thought, hey, listen, why waste this fly fishing trip trying to find out some other rivers? So the fishing was terrific. But it was really more than that. Yeah, so what we'd like to do today is to reflect on those three days to try to describe what made it so magical. And we hope we'll impart some fly fishing insights or wisdom along the way. Uh, maybe something you can use next time you're out on the river. So why don't we start with the drive that we made daily? I mean, that was, that was part of it, I think. So this year, uh, because the northern part of the park was closed because of the flooding, we could not get in through the north entrance, uh, which is Gardner, which is what is the entrance that we typically always uh, enter uh, when we fish in Yellowstone National Park. So we, uh, we had to drive from Bozeman down 191 to mm -hmm. West Yellowstone. And so it took us... And that's an, where we stayed. Yeah, yeah, we stayed the night in West Yellowstone. We, we stayed did. for three nights. Yeah. yeah, we stayed three nights in West Yellowstone. By the way, I don't know that... Uh, do you remember mm -hmm. on the drive from Bozeman mm -hmm. to West Yellowstone, we came across that bison that had been hit? Right. It was only about 10 miles or so out of West, I think. Yeah, that was... That was pretty well, it was bad. tragic because that buffalo was laying dead alongside of the mm -hmm. road and there was a sheriff there with it, it was dark at this point it's probably seven o'clock yeah. six o'clock mm -hmm. with its lights on and then there was the car that had hit it but the buffalo was dead my guess is the buffalo was not, or the bison was not dead after the hit yes he probably and, put it down right and just to clarify this part of the drive is not why we hey cool let's uh, continue to fish this stretch no that, <laughs> no no that's just to say that that happened on the way to west Jones. yeah that little anecdote on the way to <laughs> yes uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man but yeah we did we, we drove that every day remember we had checked it out and they were going to open that road um like October 15 and then a couple days before we went they said oh it's gonna be November 1st it's like well that's 
great. So, yeah, we did that. But I, I think it was, I enjoyed, I mean, that was like an hour and a half every day from west to the, the section that we fished in the northern part of, uh, of the park. That was, that was great drive every day it was it was different it was uh what did you say what would you say about 30 minutes longer so normally we come in from the north entrance in Gardner and then drive to Mammoth and then go from there but since we couldn't do that we yeah. went from west and it's an hour and a half in to right. where we fish so maybe twice as long I think the uh, from Gardner it might have been 45 minutes to our spot but yeah. yeah but it was but you know what Dave there was a blessing to that because uh, I sure enjoyed watching other fly fishers. It was just kind of beautiful, you know, the the early morning light and the fog coming off, and then knowing that I was inside a warm vehicle when it was 19 or 20 degrees outside. Man, that was a, that's the one thing. We are kind of lazy fly fishers, but there was one, there was no reason for us to be up that early. Right. Not other than driving, yeah. getting, mixing. We wanted to always be fishing by about 9 o'clock, right? And yeah. be on the river around or, nine, between right. nine or and to 10. leave, leave to hike, start our hike at nine. Probably we started fishing at ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yep. So we were up early. We got breakfast, mm -hmm. jumped on the road. Yep. But you would see all these fly fishers, and it was beautiful because there's this mist mm -hmm. that's rising, this fog that's rising mm -hmm. off the river, and yep. you see these profiles of these fly fishers. And on one of those days, there was this huge bald eagle sitting i mean you couldn't reach out and touch it but it was close it had to be 25 yards off of the off of the um off of the road yeah mm -hmm. just sitting there perched on a rock what was it the uh the fire hole i think it was the fire hole yeah i think it was yeah yep. it was just mm -hmm. beautiful absolutely so that drive over each day was really special yeah it really was and uh, uh I, I should say too it warmed up during the day, it was mid-50s and low-60s by the time we were fishing. But uh, that time of year, I mean, I, I remember that, too. Even when I lived in the Bozeman area, you'd get up some mornings, and it would be in the 20s, and, you know, then it would get up to 60 uh, in, in October. But, yeah, we saw all kinds of things on our drive there and our drive back. I mean, we saw, yeah, the bald eagles. We saw bison. We saw bears. Uh, it, was, it was great. You saw a grizzly on the way back, right? Yeah, yeah. The one, one we saw black bear on the way in, but we did see a grizz on, on yeah. the way out. I don't you know, know from, that the, I saw from the that road, yeah. Because I was driving, and so right. you could look up to the right. I couldn't see it. Yeah. You know how you can tell a grizz from a black bear when you're driving through the park? No. Well, if there's 20 cars. <laughs> I think you're going to tell me. Yes, I sure am. If there's 20 cars, it's a black bear. If there's. 300 cars and and you know five <laughs> rangers there it's uh it's a grizz all right but thanks anyway, for that tip yeah yeah now now you know yeah now you know but hey we have to talk about the fishing i mean that was simply fantastic and that was a big part of it let me just say this you have some notes here steve you said that we caught 12 to 15 yellowstone guns i think i caught a few more than you did that first day who's saying <laughs> no, i don't know but so it didn't matter what we threw at them. We were fishing stoneflies underneath the surface, some other nymphs, but mostly stoneflies. We were fishing on top of the surface with mostly attractor patterns. And then we were also fishing streamers. And it really didn't matter. We caught 12 to 15. I think I probably caught a few more that first day. I was just on that first And they day. were all 15 to 19 inches. That's a thing about it. And fat. Yeah, they really so were. So they weren't those yeah. long, thin cutthroats. Mm -hmm. 
you know, the cliche is they're fat as footballs, yeah. but they literally were fat yeah. as footballs. I mean, explain why we didn't catch as many the, the first day. I mean, the, the second, third day, we just, oh my goodness. It was unlimited. Pile almost. of fish. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, in part because, first of all, it was our first day on the river. It was our first day on that stretch of river in, what, three years? In three years because yeah, yeah, of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it wasn't COVID that shut it down. We actually fished the Ellis, or we fished in the park in 2020, right during COVID in 2021, but uh, they were working on... Uh, uh, redoing, you know, the, the road from, uh, wow, where, where did they start? Uh, maybe all the way from Tower Junction down. Anyway, that this whole big stretch of, of highway was closed where we would, you know, get access to fish. So, yeah, we hadn't been there, uh, yeah, for three years. So we had we fished this stretch of the, and again, we're fishing the Yellowstone, so there's no mystery here, but we have fished this stretch of the, of, of the Yellowstone for years and years and years. And just we had a pattern for how we would fish it we'd walk up as far as we could we typically didn't even fish the first couple miles right or mm -hmm. if we did it was just very yeah. little because we had these spots that were yeah. really good and they were really good no doubt so that first day we were thinking like that so yeah mm -hmm. and then i think it was you steve that said listen you because you had been there in the fall a uh, couple years yeah. like the last time you were there mm -hmm. and you said you know there's some great runs that are not too far from where the trail ends maybe a half mile maybe let's start yeah, from there. where the trail begins yeah, or where the trail is, begins and yeah. we'd always walk by those we just thought yeah they're, they're overfished and sometimes they are but it was the so day two and day three I yeah because we didn't go i mean we we went back the first day like our like what we call hopper run is like three miles back yeah, in and it, it involves miles. going up almost uh it's not quite a cliff, but it's the next worst thing. It is. <laughs> and, so and the worst steep. part of it is coming down, yeah, not it going is. up, right? Right. So, you know, we went back to that favorite spot, and it was okay, just okay. But the, the best fishing was in the first mile. So, yeah, it took day one to figure that out. And we, then yeah. by the time we hit days two and three, I mean, we're catching 25 cuts each. They're all 15 to 19 inches. And that's been unusual. There's... Yeah, we've caught some big fish before, but it's always one. You know, you and sometimes it's twelve to fourteen inches. Yeah, but they were all fifteen to nineteen inches, and it was simply amazing. And like you said, the uh, the last, especially the last day, you figured out first that hey, they're actually hitting on dries. They were hitting blue wing olives, so uh, we went to that, and all of a sudden we're catching you know these eighteen. They were big. That it was. Was the 18, 19 inches that we were catching on yeah. on those size 18 purple haze or or parachute atoms or, or even some we we BWO used some BWO, stuff, yeah. BWO patterns, but it was amazing. There were all these deep runs that were right against the bank or cl or close in. So when Steve and I fished the Yellowstone, we never weighed certainly not that far up. It's a good way to die, and I've almost died there once, like. 30 years earlier when I was fishing, maybe 20 years earlier. So a lot of the runs are right against the bank, but we found this, this run and we started fishing dries. And so we just stood there and alternated. So Steve would fish some dries and then I'd, I'd fish, you know, three or four casts. Sometimes it was almost every cast. You'd cast once and catch yeah. one. And then I'd cast 10 times and catch one. Um, but it, we were in this moment, it may have been 20 or 30 minutes for that specific run where we must have ripped out, what, 
five to ten out of that same run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's always a big part of it. But like we said, we had similar success the year before on another river in the northern part of the park. But yeah, it, it was uh, after two days we were done. This this time we weren't. And I think one of the reasons that uh, maybe we kept going back is that we were finding that, that each day we made these little adjustments that seemed to lead to more fish. So, for example, on you know on the first day, I was fishing almost exclusively with uh, uh, just a, a woolly bugger, just you know stripping streamers, and I, I think I was using a JJ special, and and I was catching fish, but it was driving me nuts because uh, I felt like these cuts were just nibbling at my streamer rather than hitting it hard. So. On day two, before we drove out of West Yellowstone, we stopped at Blue Ribbon Flies, and right when it opened, and I asked one of the shop staff members, I told him about my experience, and he said, here, try this. He suggested a dropper. He says, you know, just drop this off the end of your streamer. And it was a number 10, uh, it's called a shaky bealy. It's a, it's a soft hackle fly. It's got some orange in it. And I'll tell you what, that worked like a wonder, especially on the swing, because I drift the, you know, the woolly bugger down, and then, yeah, okay, it's not, now I'm gonna s- start stripping it back. And on that swing, I mean, it was just deadly, wasn't yeah, it? it? Cuts are a little bit like that; they don't hit it as hard. At least mm-hmm. they have a reputation, right? But that fixed the problem almost sure instantly. Yeah. Oh my gosh! In fact, I've been thinking about how to use that shaky bealy even on the driftless i wish that we could get it in a smaller right uh, like maybe a size 12 or even a Mm -hmm. size 14 14, but drop Mm -hmm. it off like four or six inches i have not done that but i'm telling you on the yellowstone dropping it how in fact what did you drop it like how far oh just maybe uh less than a foot less than a foot it wasn't that far yeah right and that was uh that was just dynamite so we made that adjustment and then we've talked a little bit about this but uh, you know, it was really the end of day two that you discovered, hey, they're, they're hitting dries. Well, there were some things that were surprising about that, weren't there? I mean, there's all these principles for catching fish. One is the cloudy days are better than sunny days. There's kind of a, you know, yeah, it's, right. a, it's a little bit yeah, of a Yeah, with cliche. a little bit of moisture with in the a air. Li- yeah, exactly. And, but it just wasn't true. No, these were bright, sunny days. There was not a cloud in the sky. <laughs> there was a window, though. It was mo- it's somewhere between like 11.30 and 1 or 1.30. Yes. And they shut yep. down after mm-hmm. that. That's now, they right. never shut yep. down on the, on, the, on the nymphs or right. the streamers. Mm-hmm. But there was a little window. Yep. Yeah, so we found this little run, and it was perfect for casting. Mm-hmm. And well, here's what's so interesting. We always talk about, you know, people always talk about how far they cast. I'm telling you that in this run, it was closest to the bank. Oh, yeah. It wasn't far at all. No. Maybe like four feet, five no. feet off the bank. And I, I wrote in my journal, Dave, that on day three, out of that one run, I caught four 19-inch cuts on that size 18 parachute Adams. I mean, that, I just, I don't know if I've had a day like that before where I've caught that many um, yeah, that many big fish you know, out of a run. It's... I think I know that I caught at least that many, but I don't think I caught as big a fish as you did. A, a, a 19 inch 
Yellowstone cutthroat that's fat is a really big fish. Oh, it really is. I mean, the things are like footballs, aren't they? They're just amazing. They really yeah. are. You know, there are a couple of other things that might surprise people about those three days. I mean, yeah, the, the one is that we were catching we were catching these cuts on dries on a bright sunny day, but there were some other things, weren't there? So we never saw a fly fisher uh, day one or day two. We did yeah. see one on day three. Again, we're fishing the Yellowstone. And this is a huge stretch of river. Oh, we're, my gosh. We're on a three-mile stretch. And yeah. in the past, we've run across fly yeah. fishers. This is not a hidden place. And it's, yeah, it's very accessible. Yeah, right. very accessible. It just wasn't hidden. I don't know. Do you think, Steve, that maybe some of that was, I don't know, some of it was it just hadn't been fished much because of the road had been blocked? I wouldn't that? be surprised because anybody else that would have fished it would have had to do what we did. They would have had to come in from another another part of the park i suppose yeah, yeah. it could have come in from uh yeah the east entrance or the northeast entrance up near cook city but that that's still a drive to go through the lamar valley so yeah i'm i'm sure that was that was part of it but uh but that's not untypical we've had some years especially in october we, you just don't see other fly fishers well i think and you've said this before more and more fly fishers the smart fly fishers uh, are learning to fish the edges of the season and yeah they yep. just are the best times to fish and what we mean by the edges or the white space is late fall early spring late winter especially in the bozeman area it's so discouraging um in terms of the number of fly fishers um, you know, Bozeman has really become a Jackson Hole in many ways. Yeah, it has. And it has changed in five years. And, and so if you're fishing the, the, uh, any of the other rivers around there... It's yeah, just, Madison, Gallatin. Yeah. Gosh, it's just... The thing about the Yellowstone, it's just far enough from Bozeman. Right, and, it's and also, the Yellowstone in the park, right? Right, yeah. Yellowstone in the mm -hmm. park, right. A lot of people fish it... Uh, like in Paradise Valley, yeah, Paradise South Valley, of Livingston. Yeah, the, mm -hmm. good, good, good point there. But I, I think it's hard to fish. You know, the Yellowstone can be hard to fish. It's a bigger river. It is, yeah. So it's not like um, you go down and rip them out. And so um, I've really enjoyed uh, fishing that time of year. Fewer fly fishers. And, um, but, and we also didn't have any grizzly encounters. <laughs> no, I um, guess that's a surprise. <laughs> no, um, oh, we did see a fairly fresh grizzly track. Yeah. I don't know. Was, I mean, how, how I always like I'm to not, say, yeah, he was I'm, there four hours earlier than yeah, we are. But I'm we not, were. I'm not sure, but it wasn't, yeah, I've yeah. been the day before, yeah. a couple days so that, at the most. So you know that yeah. they're around. Yeah. We also yeah. saw a bull bison. I mentioned that. Um, in a previous episode, it was only 75 yards across the river, walked down, we watched it walk down. Uh, it was a big bowl, and so there's yeah. just something magical about that. Yep. And I mentioned this already, but I probably should circle back to this, talk a little bit about, uh, yeah, we didn't wear waders. You know, if, if you're going to hike a long time, you're going to hike two or three miles, and it's 60 degrees, last thing you want to do is to, to wear waders. So we simply wore... Uh, good hiking boots, waterproof boots, because there were a couple times where, you know, we're, we're in, it's less than an inch of water, but you can't help it when you're right along the bank. You're going to step in, and we had nylon pants. I mean, waders would have been way too cumbersome, and, and again, they, these runs that we fished, maybe that's a surprise. You know, you think about how big the Yellowstone is. Most of our cast are, are, 10 to 30 feet in front of us. Yeah, yeah it's that's right. Not very far at all. I just think with gear, especially that time of year, simple is better. 
Um, yes, it is. And I just think rethinking, especially some of those bigger rivers, whether or not you need to wait, and, and obviously yep. some mm-hmm. you do, right? There's no doubt about this. But where we fish in the Yellowstone, gosh, that time of year, you just don't need to wait. No. There's a lot of fish right up against those runs. Absolutely. So that's the rundown on our three days. Uh, the best word I can use to describe them is magical. So you can bet that we'll land in the same spot next year and hopefully the year after that. Uh, Yellowstone National Park in the fall is just an incredible place to fly fish. I hope you're able to do it. I hope you're able to, to fish there, not in the, the main season, which, which really runs from July and August. Thought you were going to say not in the same stretch of river where we're going <laughs> yeah, to be. Yeah, we don't want to see you. <laughs> no, but we'd love to see you. Not everyone. Yeah, some yeah. people. Some of you have kids in school, yeah. and uh, there's just reasons why you would do that. But if you can do a trip mid to late October, it, it you have the risk of weather, right? Yes. Yep. I mean, you we do. were fortunate because of the weather, but mm-hmm. you also have great opportunity to catch fish and I would say larger fish certainly with with the browns running up as well yep absolutely so in our next episode we're going to talk about what we've learned uh, from other fly fishers so uh, be ready to gain some wisdom that we hope at the end of the day will help you catch more fish all right that's a wrap it's all for today thanks again for listening I'm Steve Mathewson and I'm Dave Getz until next time we are two guys on a river for the love of fly fishing